Okay, I just wanted to, to, to share one machshel before I get to the Nakuda that I wanted to talk about. I just saw this in the Sefer, Maya Nashavu, I thought it was very uh, interesting to mention. Maya Nashavu? Rishma? No. Maya Nashavu. This is called Maya Nashavu. Anyway, so um, he says that, you know, that Rivka went and she heard from came to Aver that she's going to have two going to Vitmeich, Oiden and Yemots, but she never mentioned this to Yitzchak. And so Yitzchak doesn't understand that, you know, there's an Asim and there's a Yaakov, and Rivka knew this, but Rivka was not going to tell this to Yitzchak because Yitzchak was a Navi. And she felt that it would hurt his feelings if he didn't have that Nebuah. Later on, they're married already now, close to 80 years, and Yitzhak wants to give the brachas to Esav. Now, Rivka knew, Rivka wasn't blind. Rivka saw exactly what Esav does. Yitzhak maybe didn't see, so he didn't know, so Epsha, he was fooled by Esav, and he wants to give the brachas to Esav. So why doesn't Rivka say anything? The Teretz is weiter that she felt that if she says to him, listen, Yitzhak, you're blind, you don't see, I'm telling you, you're making a mistake, it would hurt his feelings that she's saying that to him. Where did Rivka pick up this sensitivity? Because the Rebbeinu Shalom, when Sarah said, Vadoini Zokein, Rebbeinu repeated it to Avram and said, Vani Zokein. Now, they're married now, you know, going on 90 years, right? And and uh, the Rebbeinu is worried that it might be a slight to Avram. So what are you worried about? They're happily married. They're finally going to have a kid. And you're worried that she's going to take it personally. Terence says you never know. You can't share with a person's feelings the slightest amount. And so Rivka is willing to deal with everything she's doing. So that's how you have a Begins that Vayeta Yitzchok the Noitz Ishtoch Yakorhi. So Vayeta, our lotion of Rashi says, and uh, the, the, the form of till of Etor is to daven excessively, keep on davening and davening. So Megala Amukais says over that they daven 515 tefillis. And he says that happens to be the gematria of Yitzchok and Rivka. I did the math this morning, so you can take me up on it. And that is equal to the gematria of the word the Eshanan, which is the amount of tefillahs that Moshe Rabbeinu Tavim. So there's an akuda that at 515, the Bresha will be mekabal I'll call upon him, the, the, the message you see over here is, you know, if, if, if these are two people, they're married quite a while, and she was an Akora, and they didn't give up. Yitzchak didn't give up. He kept on davening and davening and davening until they were blessed with a child. So the, the, the message over here is that you can't give up. If you daven and you're not answered, so Kavi al Hashem, 
Chazak But you can't give up on davening. No matter what happens, they never gave up. I mentioned many times a story with the guy in Gush Katif. He uh, was a sergeant in the Israeli army, and he was against, um, we see now he was right, but he was against giving away Gush Katif. And um, he was the one who was told, you have to go and evacuate it. So he complained. He says, I have to be the one to evacuate it. I said, yes, you're a soldier. You don't have much of a choice. So he went, and he helped out with the evacuation. And he said that at the last minute, he jumped off the bus, and he buried his sitter right there, right there. He couldn't understand why he did it, but he buried his sitter. Later on, he was sent into the same area in Gaza on some secret mission, and he's lying there on the ground doing something, and he suddenly has this hargosha, and he digs under the ground, he finds a sitter. And he was mamish blown away, like a mamish. The place was totally deserted at the time. Everything was leveled. And he's in this place, he doesn't know exactly where he is, and he's punkulously buried his sitter. So his rov, this American guy, his rov told him to go to Rebchaim Kanievsky. So he went to Rebchaim and he said, what's the pshat? What do I make of the story? So Rebchaim said, well, you were davening that they shouldn't go through with this Gush Katif. And so what happened when they did? So you buried the sitter. The Bishan is telling you, here's your sitter back. You never stop davening. You never give up. You never know. You keep on davening. That's your advice. Kavi al Hashem, Chazak, Kavi al Hashem. That's what you have to do. Is it somehow part of it, or you just need to bring it from the outside? What? I mean, like, it's like, don't give up, so... Is there something in the process that can help you be stronger? Knowing that you could be answered if you keep on davening, it's what's going to keep you going. Chazak v'yamis 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 v'yam
So she thinks for a moment and she says, I'll tell you what, go to the ghetto and bring your children here and I'll take care of them. And she, the mother went back to the ghetto. She got all her children. She brought them back to this lady's house. And for a year, over a year, whatever it was doing the war, this lady, she took care of them. She hid them in a, in a cellar or something like that. She fed them for a year. They survived the Holocaust. And so eventually the family moved to America. Once they were settled and they made some money, they sent the ticket that this woman should come and visit their family. They would want to thank her and take care of her or whatever. And so they made a big celebration with uh, this lady. So somebody asked, so why did you do it? What, why would you risk your life? The Nazis, if they knew what you were doing, they would kill you on the spot. Why did you risk your life to do it? So she said, I want you to know, I enjoy reading the Bible. And I read the Bible about how Abraham prayed on behalf of Sodom that there should be 10 people in Sodom, <laughs> that there would be 10 people that would save the city. I realized that with all the death going on, I have 10 people in my house, I'll be saved. And so I decided to take that family and I would have 10 people in my family. And that's how I was saved. And that's how I overcame. So you see, you see the father says to us, you see a miracle Abram was mispaled that villa 3,600 years ago, that there should be 10 people. And 3,600 years later, that villa saved the whole family of Yiddin. Now, who knows how many people it is. So you never give up. You never know when your tzilla is going to make payers, right? You know, aside from whatever you deem with the tzilla, but you should never give up your tzilla. You never know when it's going to be answered. That's what the, the stipler once told his anical who was going to the kaisel. So he said to his anical, mention my name by the kaisel. So his anical said, Zaydin, you're Hashem's best friend. I have to mention your name by the kaisel. He says, you should know that every Tefillah is answered. It may not answer today, may be answered for your children, for your grandchildren, but no tefillah goes to waste. You have to know that. So never give up, never quit davening, because no tefillah goes to waste. And so that's what uh, you have to realize. This is what you find. Uh, Avram and Sarah, they daven for how many years to have children? And the um, Halamaisis, that's, that's Klaus Yisrael. We became a nation in that nation. If you find that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he uh, was taken to, to Paro after he uh, killed uh, the Mitzri, so they tried to kill him. So the marshal, the, the Medrash says, they took a sword, they sharpened the sword, and they swung the sword on his neck, and the sword broke. And so here you see, I feel chad because you never know. So the Maisa, when he had a son, so he named his son Eliezer, right? So the Maisa, he could have named him Azariah, that Hashem was there, like Ovi the Ezri, the Nathan Yeshua. So why did he name him Eliezer? Right? So the, the pre Tzaddik, in the Sefer Divrei Seifrim, he says over that Eliezer, 
went with Avram to fight against the four kings. Now the Torah doesn't tell us it was Eliezer. What does the Torah say? Right, 318 people. And Rashi tells us actually it was only Eliezer, right? So was the Pshat, the Gamachi of Eliezer is 318, right? So was the Pshat that the Torah makes an eager point on the number 318? The Torah says, what the, the says, that um, 317 is the Gamachi of Yush. Eliezer is 318. So Eliezer is the number that transcends Yush, beyond Yush. So that Moshe Rabbeinu named to son Eliezer to say a Yid doesn't give up. Yush is 317, Eliezer is 318. If you know that, so a Yid is never Miyayish. That's what we have to know. So that's why Avram, Avram took on a fight against millions of people. And he, he could have given up. He said, "The odds are oh, not in my favor." But he said, "Listen, the Bereshit will help me." And he threw the sand, and he chased him out of the land. And um, it's unbelievable stuff. So you find also by Chizkiyahu <laughs> was dying, and Yishayonov he said, "Tzavlo uh, beischok, you know, you're going to die. You're not going to live." So. Um, Chizkiyo told Yishayo, Kalnavu Ascha, right? I have a Mesoira that I feel a Cherev Chalim Unachaf Al Kalnavecha, Al Yimna Asmin Arachman. So what was he saying? He says, listen, I come from Dovid HaMelech. And Avrom Avinu, when he fought against these Malachim, he saved Light. And if he wouldn't have saved Light, my Zayda Dovid would not be here today. Right? Because Lloyd is the Zayda from, from Dov. So Avram Avinu could have given up and he could have said, the odds are against me. I'm sorry, Lloyd, you shouldn't have been a shite and gone to Sadoim. That's the way the chips fell. Right? Instead, Avram said, no, I made, a, I made a commitment. I'm going to follow through. I, it's two against two million. Right? And so we saved Lloyd because he didn't give up. That brought Dov and Amelech. And so Chizki Omel says that my Zayda is, is the result of somebody not, I'm not giving up. And so that's the, the Yisoyed Hadvorim. So the same thing you find with Yitzchak. Yitzchak gives the Baruchas. And so Yaakov walks in. And uh, he sees Gan Eden walks in. Esav walks in. The Yechra Yitzchak Harod at He sees Gehenim coming in with Esav. So now Yitzchak Yechayra got it all straight. He realizes, okay, so Yaakov is Yaakov, and Esav is Gehenim, and that's it. But you don't find that Yitzchak said Esav. Now I know who you really are. Get lost, right? No, he, he stuck with Esav all the way through. He didn't throw him out of the house. Esav was still Mishamishim. Esav was still the son. He still tried to learn Torah with Esav. He never gave up. That's why um, you find the Chassam Seifer says in Murad the Kazakh. Chassam Seifer says that Avram Avinu, through Avram Avinu we have Torah Shabbat and through Yitzchak we have Torah Shabbat He says Avram Avinu went to the Akedah because he heard the words directly from the Kodesh Baruch. That's Teirish's Aksam. 
Yitzchok went to the Akeda because he was macabre from the Tatas. Avram told him, and he didn't say, I, I want to hear it straight. You were telling me, that's Torah Shabbal Peh. I'm macabre. So Yitzchok had a shaykh to Torah Shabbal Peh. When Yitzchok, whenever he had a chance, he chapped Esav and he taught Esav. Esav, how do you give meister and salt? He said, well, I'm Right, so he taught Asaph whenever Asaph would be there. We tried to teach him a little bit of Torah Shabbat Peh. So some safe, if you look at it, Kamat all of our Torah Shabbat Peh comes through Asaph. How's that? Shmaya the Avtalian were gave him. They came from Asaph. They were the Rebbeim of Hillel. Hillel was the Rebbe of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Right, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was the Rebbe of Rabbi Akiva who came from Gerim. Right. For the Akira was a gear, right? Mishnayis comes from the mayor. Where does his mayor come? From Nero and Kesar, right? Nero and Kesar became a gear. He was going to go destroy the base of Mikdush. And uh, he shot arrows. They fell in every arrow he shot, fell in Yushalayim. Then he asked the kid, What's the Pusik? And the kid said that Hashem's going to destroy the base of And his wife, he's going to destroy Edom. So he said, There's a version wants to wipe his hands on me. Forget about it. He ran away and he was Megayer. And from him came Rabbi Meir, right? So that's why Rav Meir was a Talmud of Elisha ben Abuyah. Acher. And, and he tried to be Mekarev Acher all the time. And he wouldn't give up on him. And uh, so the, mayor, the Morris says that he was once walking with Elisha ben Abuyah. Elisha ben Abuyah is riding his horse on Shabbos. And, and Rav Meir is, is talking to him. And they get to a point and Elisha ben Abuyah says, uh, I've been counting the steps of my horse. It's outside the Tchum now. So you got to stop. Chazorbach. So Rabbi says, Chazorba, tell me, I'm telling you, Chazorba. He said, no, I heard me, right? Everybody can do tshuva, chutz mi acher, right? So he had this now. He didn't understand. He could still do tshuva. That's good for the fourth. Even though the uh, says, I gave up on you, you can't give up on yourself. You have to do tshuva. But that was with Meir's cheshbin. Where Meir says, listen, I'm not giving up on him. My zeben was Nero and Kesar. He was about to destroy the base of Migdash and he did tshuva, right? So you can be the guy who's going to destroy the base of Migdash and be a chayzer b'tshuva. And so Yitzhak didn't give up on Esau. He says, he can also be chayzer b'tshuva. And be chayzer b'tshuva, you're a new person, right? So I'm not giving up on Esau. And that's why we said this in the passage, when we say nachamu, nachamu, ami, they say nachamu, nachamu is the gematria of Yitzchak. Right, Nachamu is 104, and Yitzchak is 208, Nachamu, Nachamu. Why Yitzchak? Because the Ovois, Avram, when Hashem said that you're destroying the Beis HaMikdash, because you're Bonecha Chotu, so Avram said, okay, Yimochok, Dusha Shemecha. Went to Yaakov, Yaakov said, Yimochok, Dusha Shemecha. He goes to Yitzchak, Bonecha Chotu, Yitzchak says, Bonecha? Since when are they my kids? They're your kids. Just as much as mine. He says, okay, so listen, we share him. Let's go 50 50. And so Yitzhak negotiated and he came with a settlement. So the Nechama comes through Yitzhak Avinu. Yitzhak Avinu never gave up on Asa. That was the Yisait Advarim. So this is what you have to know that um, you can't give up. That's a Yid's, the whole thesis of a Yid is we never give up on anything. There was a, a Misa that I saw that. Um, there was a year who came to see Rabbi Zalman, and he gave Rabbi Zalman a shtickle, a notebook with his chedushin, and he said, "You look at this chiddush over there. That's my last chiddush." So Rabbi Zalman said, "Was that was your last chiddush?" He said, "Emes is blind. I used to be able to learn Bamish Be'iyan, and I went blind." He said, "What happened?" He says, I, you know, "I was like 85 years old, and I decided, you know." 
I'm already too old. I'll learn more stick. I'm not going to be behind so much. And so a few days later, I became blind. I went to doctor after doctor. They sent me to the next specialist and next specialist. Finally, I went to the top doctor wherever, and he says to me, I can't help you, but maybe you can answer a question. Going to my, you know, my examination, you should have been blind 20 years ago. You just became blind now. He said, yeah. So I said, you understood. As long as I didn't give up, and I kept on plugging and plugging, and Rishon gave me eyesight. As soon as I said I give up, which is okay, so I, I'll take back the eyesight. I give up on the eyesight to a person who can't give up on himself. So I had a Meshulach that told me a Meshulach a Meshulach. His Meshulach is the son of another Meshulach that used to come to me in Denver, used to, in, 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 in the Altaheim. He used to stay by me. It was a Geshmati, he had a stolen a Chassid, and um, so, so um, that is stolen a son of a Chassid. The, the flood of the Rebbe to see the show. So, um, anyway, so his son came. So, you know, he continued the tradition. So, anyway, so he told me, that there was uh, one of the places that was massacred was a kibbutz called Derry, something like that. So, he said that, you know, a while before, whenever this happened, you know, probably a few months before, whatever. So one of the people from that kibbutz, not the fire kibbutz, so this guy was driving somewhere and his car ran out of gas. And so uh, a yid from B'nai Brak, from a yid, drives by and he sees a yid on the side of the road. He pulls over and he sees they're out of gas. So he says, I'll go get you gas. He drives to the nearest gas station, brings back a can, you know, a gas can, and he fills up their, their gas tank. And they say, so how much money do we owe you? He says, I'm not letting you pay. It's my mitzvah. And I did a chesed. And I'm, not, I'm not taking money for it. And they were blown away. Right? So the guy was such a friend. He had something on his car. Can they get charred? me right away tore it up. And the schmoozing and schmoozing, they traded phone numbers. And so this from here, you know, he called every once in a while. He started to call Erev Shabbos. And, you know, he was talking to them, trying to carry them. And so this guy says to him, I don't know how you guys keep Shabbos. Like, it's got to be the most boring thing in the world. Like, what, do you just sit around doing nothing all day? You can't go for a drive. You can't go shopping. You can't. He says, I'm telling you, you come to me for Shabbos. You'll see how Kishmak Shabbos is, the meals. And the, it's the most beautiful thing you can't imagine. Right? So he had this whole Shaila when to get this guy to come. He wants to get him at a real Chicago Shabbos he should enjoy. So he called up, I think, Reb Chaim Zayid, or some, some big Kir guy. He said, Simchas Torah is the best time, right? Bring him to his Simchas Torah. is most knackadic if things rocking and rolling. Is. Bring him Simchas Torah. So that's Tatsun when he came. Came Simchas Torah. And he missed the entire massacre. And uh, the stomach now, they're all familiar. You never give up on anybody. You never know the Russian fear to fail. So, in that vein, today was Rishchidish, and I think that Rishchidish is a yonta for women. That the, I don't know if they they celebrate too much nowadays, but I call upon them, and the tour, tour brings down that it's a yonta for because they didn't worship the eagle, they didn't participate in it. I think what what is the message that Clown Yisrael saw Moshe's gone. Moshe's not coming back, right? And so they gave up. They were lost. It's all over. Let's go. You know, we got to get something else to worship. The women said, Bismashigah. 
What are you getting up for? <laughs> the boy is still here. So the boy is not coming back. He is coming back. What, what are you getting? Don't lose yourself, right? Just, you know, don't give up. And so there was Zoycha because of that to Rosh Chodesh. Why would he Zoycha to Rosh Chodesh? Right? If you ask a woman, they'll say, you know, he Zoycha to vacation every day. So Terence is that Rosh Chodesh tells us this Nakuda. You come to the end of the month, the moon disappears. So a person can get frustrated and say, wait, the moon is gone. No more moon. What's going to be? It's a sign. Global warming. Who knows what the problem is? Why is there no moon? You just hang in there. Don't give up. Just wait. Stay the course. The moon comes back. Everything is fine. You can't give up. Right? That's the lesson which Chaydish teaches you. Happy talking in Echadish Borchu. Realize Yid never gives up. Everything works out okay. Rishchidesh is a new Ishachis, tells you, you don't give up. Every Mushchidesh is stands to start fresh. Whatever happened last month, it's not Negeya. Right now it's Ishachis, and you can start fresh. And that's the way Yid has to live. And so uh, we, everybody in their own private life, has that same challenge. Uh, you do it as Shevi Yipol Tzadik become. And even if you have seven Nefilois, the Tzadik keeps on staging, keeps on getting up, and doesn't quit. Right? And so uh, what's the matter? No, they can't hear it. I'll call upon him. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the Sheva Yibo become the Rechutner, the famous word Rechutner. He says it's not the Pshat that he falls seven times and still, the fact is he becomes the Tzadik through the seven Mesilis. You have to realize that he, it doesn't quit. No matter what happens, you pick yourself up and the gate weiter, and we know that if you keep on fighting and you trust in HaKadosh Baruch ultimately HaKadosh Baruch will be there for you and you'll be Matzliach and the So uh, in the Matzah we're in now, we can't give up. We have to know that the Moshiach is bringing uh, the footsteps to Moshiach, and we hope that Yetz Hashem um, brought down that Moshiach will not come until people are Moshiach from the Geula. But the Emes is that uh, the Pesach says it should look at Avram Mecholelchem, Avram Mecholelchem, Mecholelchem, that... Um, Instead of being the Yayish and the Gula, it says, look and look at Avram and Sarah, and then it says, Kinicham Hashem right after that. So the Pshad is, if you look at Avram and Sarah, and you learn from them that they were never the Yayish, they didn't have children, they could have given up, they could have quit, and you know, in, in an old age, they had children and created Kalal Yisrael. We come from Matzovim that look like they're lost, and still we became a nation, and we're still here, we haven't given up. So you know that if you look at them, so then time will come, Kinicha Mashem Tzioin, and will be Zoyshatake to the Gunnashleim, and Hebeli. Just to pick up on 